You're listening to the Love Your Neighbor Podcast. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Love Your Neighbor Podcast. We're grateful that you joined us today. We have a very special guest, Brandon Resident, editor, entrepreneur, amazing gal. You're going to love uh, the time we're going to spend today with Jill Meyer. Jill Meyer, welcome to the Lynx Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, John. This is this is exciting what we're what we're launching here. Yeah. So, yeah, it's about. I mean, it's about neighbors and, and relationships. And I and I don't. I mean, there's nobody in Brandon. I think that has probably that knows more people than you, Jill. <laughs> I, I seem to know a few things, a few people. Um, you know, I've been there. I'm going on my 17th year in Brandon, and it'd be easy to say that. I found my home. I mean, this. I, I've lived in several communities, but I don't know. There's just something about Brandon that has drawn me in and and told me this is where I belong, and and um, I'm happy there. You you started in Brandon. Was it a, a job that brought you to Brandon, or what brought you to Brandon? It was a job. Um, I had previously been employed by the Argus Leader slash Gannett. And I started with them up in Gerritsen at the Gerritsen uh, Gazette at that time. And at the same time, there was a gentleman by the name of Kent Curley, who was the uh, editor of the Brandon Valley Challenger at that time. And Kent was making this um, commute from Brookings every day to, to come to work. And he had landed the editor job up at the Brookings Register. So one day he showed up in my office in Gerritsen and told me what he was going to be doing, and, and he said, Jill, he said, I think Brandon is the place for you. So I called my supervisor, asked if I could slide into the Brandon chair, and she said yes, and uh, I guess the rest is history. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how, so historic. So how long have you been in the in the newspaper business, like professionally? Professionally, um, 1984 is when I first wow. started um, after I graduated from college. Is um, I started my career in Haywarden, Iowa. I went to Laverne, Minnesota, Hills, Minnesota, been over in Parker, South Dakota, up in Gerritsen, and Brandon. And Brandon's been my longest, you know, yeah. longest ten years. So I, I notice you. I notice in your office you have. It looks to me like most of the issues on the shelf there. Oh yes, yep. We keep um, back copies of of the last year up to date. Um, so. January, the first issue of January got pulled out of those shelves, you know, this week. Sure. And okay. So you keep a year back. We then. do keep a okay. year back. And we also have, of course, our record, you know, online access to. So if we don't have that actual paper copy, we've still got that um, history there right. online. Sure. On our so, so there's a bit of an archive like you have that you can go back and go, hey, this is what happened in, you know, 19... 19- I mean, how far back does the archive go? Well, we just started publishing in 2017, August of 2017. Yeah. Um, I do have some archives of the former Brandon Valley Challenger as well. Yeah, okay. So I, I, you know, I do have some access to, to several decades ago, I guess. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I, I remember meeting you. I, I moved to Brandon because of work as well, not about six years ago. And I remember one of the first conversations I had with you uh, on the phone. I still remember it. I don't know if you remember that, but you you shared with me that that you were going to be starting this new journey yes. with the journal. Can you take? I mean, all of our Brandon friends that are listening and neighbors, can you take us back to that time? Because some people have only known the journal, right? 
right. t- talk about that time and what that was like for you as a as a entrepreneur, a reporter, uh, a person. What was that? Tell us a little about. Share that you story. You know, it was a it was a hard time in my life, but it was such a rewarding time in my life. Um, I had worked for, um, managed, or was the editor of the Brandon Valley Challenger for almost thirteen years, and I was one of the. Um, staff members that there had been a series of years where Gannett was downsizing, getting rid of the more seasoned um, staff members is what I like to say. Uh, I didn't feel like I was quite washed up yet or ready to, you know, ride off into the sunset. But um, October, I remember the week very well. It was kind of a crappy week for me, honestly. A good friend of mine had just um, passed away the day before from a, a brain aneurysm. And then I was sitting at home on a Tuesday morning actually typing up the Brandon police report, but Tuesday mornings I would take back some time um, because of the hours you put in in this position. And and um, the phone rang, and it was an unfamiliar voice, and they rattled off some words, and all of a sudden they said, and as of such and such a date, you no longer have a job. And I thought, oh, my goodness, what what is going on? Well, later that week was also the Brandon Community Foundation's annual Oak and Vine um, event. And I've been on the that board since 2008, and I will have an end date here someday. But <laughs> um, Anyone listening, I, you might be listening. To. <laughs> um, and so that Friday night was Oak and Vine, and I arrived at that event the same time as Greg and Sherry Carmen did. And Greg and Sherry and I, we've always had a great working relationship. I first met them when I worked in Garrettson. He was part of a a group that wanted to form a a bike path from Brandon to Garrettson. And the idea was a wonderful idea. It just came a little too late in the process of what the state was doing with improving Highway 11. So that kind of fell by the wayside, but, I mean, I still had this great relationship with the Carmens and and so, you know, when Greg said, hey, how are things going, Jill? I, I just kind of laid it out there on the table. And I said, it's not been my best week, you know. And, mm-hmm. and before we even got to that door, he stopped and he said, well, I'd back you. And, and what he meant by back me is we could start our own newspaper. We could do our own thing here in Brandon. And so my story got, a, you know, filtered around the room that night. A few more people stepped up and said they'd be interested and, uh, you know, I never envisioned I was going to start a brand new newspaper and, and right. um, shopper. Never in my life. I thought I was going to, like I said, right off that into the sunset in that other editor chair because I still liked what I did, obviously. Right. But um, that's when the dream came alive. And so I pounded the pavement. I had a lot, a lot of meetings. And, and before I knew it, we were forming Brandon Valley Media Group LLC. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it's kind of a special special story to me anyway. <laughs> well, it's special to me. And I, I think of the courage that it took, you know, to, to, in a time of, of difficulty, the, the vision for you to say, Hey, we're going to do this thing. And you didn't think about really about you. You thought about our, the community and the fact that Brandon needs its own paper. We, we need, we need in the, in the era I like, I mean, how, when, when they talk about like news media and everybody talks about media kind of disparagingly. Do you take that personally? Like, are you, do you get offended by that? I, you know, I, your community news sources are a whole different ball game than let's say the daily newspapers or 
the television stations, the rate, you know, they're all trying to be the first one to tell you that there's a fire at Fourth and Phillips or or whatever the location might yeah. be. Um, you know, your your weekly newspaper, your community newspaper is all about you and your community. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably what I love the most about this job is so many people that I've met and the stories I've heard and been able to share. Um, I'm kind of a I like to say I'm a glass half full person than a you know. <laughs> I like rainbows and sunshine and flowers, and yeah, there is negative news and mm-hmm. that has to be reported, but we've got so many more great things going on in our community than negative things. I can tell you that much. Don't we? Yeah. I, I, I just, I love living in Brandon. What What's something that you would tell somebody that's thinking about coming to Brandon or somebody that's in Brandon, maybe just got here, mm-hmm. What what's the thing that you, after you know living here for the time that you've lived here... What's something that you just love about the community of Brandon? You know, um, we're, we're one of the, the largest cities in South Dakota at a little over 11,000 people, so it's kind of comical when you think of it in that respect. Yeah. But what I love about Brandon is as it's growing, um, we all know that the school district is the one thing that unites us, Valley Springs, Brandon, Corson, Renner. Um, and time and time again, that's what I've heard, why people have moved to Brandon, is they wanted that education for their children, that experience. But as we've grown, I don't know how we do it, but we still maintain that small-town feeling. Mm-hmm. I tell people the Friday night football game or basketball game is still a big deal. People show up, whether they have kids playing on that court or not. Um, Lynx TV has obviously offered another option for mm-hmm. people to not have to be in the stands sometimes. and. Tell you what, if I could ever figure out how to take pictures on my TV from my recliner at home, I'd do it. And so, <laughs> <laughs> there's some cold nights out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, that's what I would say is that we still have that small town feel. We still have each other's backs. I've written countless stories about benefits for this person or that person, and um, you know, it, it's just it, it's a great feeling. I know there there's been recent you know recent events with, in terms of the fire at that uh, the apartment correct um, the townhomes there just not far from where I live and and it was just amazing to read how people you know even I think it was Bill Thompson or or someone in his I mean it was yes. just this I mean overwhelming swell of outpouring yes. saying hey we don't even know we don't even I mean I think the one gal the one family were just brand new to town yeah. Man. Yeah. Can you imagine how welcome that tragedy made them feel, I guess? We're, you're yeah. you're part of us. And yeah. um I, I love that about Brandon. What what is and this is kind of a related question, but this is something we want to talk about because I really think as we do move forward and Brandon has grown a lot. It's grown a lot, you bet. I mean in your time here you've seen it grow. I've seen it grow in my time here. The sound the sign I think is probably a decade. It says eight thousand on the sign, <laughs> yeah. but um what what does community mean to you? Like, regardless of size, regardless of location, what does community mean mean to Jill? Community to me, you know, um, I'm a single woman, and so I don't have kids in the school district, and and I'll often get asked, you know, are you a grandmother of somebody? And it's like, no, you know, I'm. These are all my kids, you know. That's how I I said I have. We got five thousand kids. <laughs> Thank God I don't got a Christmas shop for all of them. <laughs> no kidding. But um, it, it it just means a lot being in the grocery store and and someone you know says, hey I really liked your column last week or yeah. 
or you know, maybe I didn't get something right in the story, and they let me know that too. Um, we're not perfect. We try, but we're not. Um, but um, it, it's just that you know, somebody. I don't. It's so hard to explain. It, it, there's just a special feeling about Brandon. You know, I'm involved in the community in many different ways. Um, I've been, like I said, I've been part of the the um, Brandon Community Foundation for a lot of years. I'm very highly involved with the Chamber of Commerce. I took part in the Brandon Empower program. You know that um, fizzled out, unfortunately, but there's still some great ideas that have come out of that. Right. Um, at church, I'm part of an Ed Polzine Wild Game Feed uh, Fund where we raise money to give to children in our community or um, that have been impacted by cancer or some other life-altering events. We've also given to other purposes. You talked about those four families in that apartment house. Our group just gave them some mm-hmm. money at Christmas time. We didn't know them, yeah. but we just felt compelled that something a little bit more that we could do. So I, it's just, I know we all don't see eye to eye on everything, but in the end, I think we're more united than what we are, yeah. what, than what we know we are. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's something about that. Well, I, on behalf, as a, as a subscriber and a resident of Brandon, on behalf of everybody in town, thank you for what you do. Thank you for your commitment. Thank you for your integrity and your just commitment to getting the story out there, getting it right, and uh, and just shining a light in the in the areas of our community that need to be recognized. Thank you for doing that. Oh gosh, thank you. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if you get. Hopefully, you get to hear it more. But I, I want you to know you're appreciated and you're a valuable part of this community. You know, I recently went through. A, I'm gonna cry now, but my mom. You know, a little over a month ago, or in November, and. Um, the support that I receive from our communities has just been so humbling and overwhelming. I'm sorry. I don't mean to get emotional, but it meant so much. So much. So thank you. Thank yeah. you all. Yeah. I, I thank you, Jill, for your, your courage and your just willingness to, through all these these years, to just be here. And serve, you know, and yeah. I know you you serve in a in a unique in a unique way, yeah. in a fun way. So, how if there if there is somebody that's listening right now that doesn't <laughs> have access to the journal, what are some of the best ways to get journal content? Sure. How do you get how do you get these stories and these cool insights? How do you get those on a weekly basis? Oh, you know, it's, there's a lot of different ways. Obviously, you stay tuned into what's happening within your school district and in your city council chambers and, and so forth. But, um, again, being involved in different activities, Facebook, um, yeah. we all know Brandon Ask and Tell. I, I find a lot of story ideas yeah. out of that. If you saw this week's paper, no, I shouldn't say that, but this week's paper we talked about um, – we have a local corn a guy who's an enthusiast about cornhole bean bags, you know, yeah, okay. and um, he has taken this game to a whole new level. And and um, so I was just out of a post. He was looking for a place mm. to maybe practice indoors, sure. and I thought, well, that's kind of a unique hobby. <laughs> I didn't know we had a cornhole almost pro or whatever you want to oh, call well. it in our community. Okay. So yeah, um, yeah, the stories are amazing, but it it just 
anything that piques your interest or, you know, people will let us know. They, yeah. I get calls. I get emails. Um, yeah, you just. See, this is so you, Jill. I'm giving you a chance to plug the paper. <laughs> and you're talking about how, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, <laughs> I got it. <I'm>, sorry. <laughs> but no, um, how, like if somebody doesn't have these stories, like. What are some of the best ways to get the Well, the obviously, we want you in print and as yeah. a, a print subscriber or an online subscriber because you're going to get the same product um, both ways. Okay. So you can, A, come to our office, 1404 East Cedar Street. Um, B, give us a call, 582-9999. Or you can go to our website, brandonvalleyjournal.com, okay. and subscribe that way as subscribe, well. Yeah. Um, I you guys are, and you're on Instagram too. Are you, we you are on about Instagram. Yeah. yeah, we do a lot of Facebook posts and so forth. Yeah. Um, there are some features on our website that are free and open to the public. You can always read public notices, which is a very important um, service to provide uh, or that the community should have access mm-hmm. to. The weekly police report, um, obituaries. And then way down at the bottom of our our, fa- our website page is photo galleries, and it goes all the way back to our very first issue. So it, uh, that's a great thing. Yeah. Just just go check them out. It might be from last night's ball, ball game or the Easter yeah. egg hunt or whatever it is. But yeah. you know, we we like to share our photos. So well, thank you, Jill. Thanks for joining us on the Love Your Neighbor podcast. Appreciate you. I appreciate you too, John. And um, God bless. God bless us all. Amen. Amen. You bet. Thank you for joining us on the Love Your Neighbor podcast. The purpose of the Love Your Neighbor podcast is to build community one conversation at a time. You can help us build that community by sharing the podcast on your social media channels and rating our podcast on whatever platform you're listening from. Another way is to let us know of any neighbors who have a story. Go Leaks! Go Leaks!